You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. But yeah, I just get audio clips of guys going and asking me if they're good. But if like people message me and they ask me like, what am I doing wrong? Like, can you help me become a better vocalist? No problem. That's totally fine. It's just like unsolicited screams that I don't really like. But Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope that you had a glorious holiday season. I most certainly did. I took the time to relax and rest with my family. It was much needed, and I really appreciated the time off. I really just uh, relaxed, and I didn't realize uh, at what point I actually needed that. So it was great, Uh, but now we're back. Here we are, 2022, the first episode back, and I'm stoked about that. This Fox & Hops episode is presented by Heavy Montreal. Heavy Montreal is Montreal's premier metal promoter. They put on a bunch of sick shows all year long when there is an ankle global pandemic and they also put on one of north america's sickest metal festivals and that's the absolute truth trust me when i say this because i've played festivals all across the globe and heavy montreal is up there with the best of them i'm beyond stoked to have them behind the vox and hops metal podcast now before we jump into today's episode i'd just like to ask you to follow the vox and hops metal podcast on the podcast platform of your choice but i'm also asking you to rate it and write a review If you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, I'm pleased to tell you that they have just now launched the ratings feature so you could rate the podcast on Spotify now and you could also do that on Apple Podcasts too. Now why do I want you to rate the podcast? Well you have to imagine that if someone is looking for a new podcast to listen to, what do they do? They scroll down, they check it out, they want to make sure that this podcast is worth their time and if it has a bunch of five star ratings, well they're most probably going to give that podcast a chance. So by rating the podcast you might actually be the person that helps sway someone's decision to become a future Vox and Hops head and that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, in today's episode, I'm with Johnny Chardulo of Angel Maker, Bastion, and Carcosa. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 318. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Johnny Chardulo, the guitarist of Angel Maker, vocalist of Bastion, vocalist of Carcosa. He used to sing for Galactic Pegasus. Uh, he is a internet sensation. Uh, he has done something that I'm very impressed with. I typically start these off with, how the hell did you cope with 2020? But you, you did way more than cope <laughs> with 2020. It's almost the year. And, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was like a rocket ship for your career yeah dude uh it was crazy um just with the way that i the way that i am and the way that i like to work and keep busy like when covid you know ended up happening well just a little bit of context i used to run a venue in in vancouver here and that was my full time i did production and did the whole thing so that completely stopped and then i literally Mm -hmm. had nothing to do right so i had to keep busy so i just like kept working on you know carcosa was in secret you know okay. happening so that was going to be born through covid no matter what so we had that work going on and then i was like well i just got to keep doing stuff like i got to keep doing videos i got to keep somehow creating content doing covers whatever that might be and yeah it, i ended up like thriving during the apocalypse you it's know because i had i had so much 
time to actually like fully focus mm-hmm. on what I wanted to do. And it's been, I mean, obviously unfortunate because COVID sucks and people are sick and dying and it's not a good time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just found a bunch of time to do all the work I really wanted to do. And I've basically kind of just made it my job now because of that. So it's pretty crazy. I think it's extremely impressive, you know, to start your Instagram account basically right at the beginning of 2020 to now have your 25,000 followers there. Yeah. It's, it's quite impressive. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, I just, I don't know. I didn't really like, I don't want to say I didn't try that hard with Instagram, but I kind of just like made it because people wouldn't leave me alone they were like start an instagram like do it you know and i'm like fine we want to follow you yeah just i'm give like <laughs> give us something i guess i'm like all right fine and then yeah like it just started to grow exponentially especially with tiktok and stuff so mm-hmm. i've just kind of been enjoying the ride i guess i i'm I, I was just talking on a previous podcast that I'm too old. I don't understand TikTok yet, but maybe you can give me a lesson afterwards. But <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Now, it's it's very early for you, and you got to go to work later, so you're not going to be drinking a craft beer. But what are you drinking today, Johnny? I'm just drinking a, a, a beautiful hazelnut blend coffee. Uh yeah, I think it's a Arabica bean. I'm not really sure, but I'm drinking out of my Mandalorian mug, so I'm having a good time. Very cool. I'm also yeah. going to have some coffee with you, but uh, in a stout. This is Beautiful. Uh, Overhop Canada's and Beyond Creations collab uh, that came out last June for the Vox and Hops Brutal North America collab series. Uh, killer artwork from Philip Ivanovic. Killer logo from Andre Tremblay. Absolutely love it. This is, so this is a coffee stout, a Brazilian coffee with uh, Amburana, which is a uh, a Brazilian wood that brings like hazelnut flavors, cinnamon flavors. It's like the perfect adjunct. It's a 6% stout. Uh, wow. Johnny, I'd love to hear while I pour this out, uh, what was your very first beer oh uh i did i think it was i think it was like just a pilsner like the brand pilsner i think that's literally what it was and it was in like 2008 when i was in grade eight i'm dating myself (laughs) but uh and we were like just like a bunch of kids in my neighborhood and we just like literally like took beer from someone's you know fridge or something and drank it as a kid (laughs) but uh yeah that was my first one but my tastes have changed exponentially i mean as you get older you actually like to taste things and not just drink to you know get blasted but that's how i feel anyways (laughs) what you're drinking sounds really good it's a killer cheers it's actually the last brutal north america collab that i had in my fridge so i'm sort of sad at the same moment awesome it's awesome it's got that coffee bite um the coffee's from Beanie Banar, which mm. very, very killer. And it's got that, like, because the Amberana, it really brings, like, a whole bunch of, like, woodiness and hazelnuts and cinnamon. It's it's really, really cool. Solid beer and Beyond Creation are a killer band. I love them. So awesome. Great band. Craft beer. If you do go out to a craft beer bar, what, what do you order? What What is your... I know that the Vancouver scene is on fire. There's just, you know, it's blowing up everywhere, but Vancouver has a whole bunch of really strong breweries as well. Yeah, they have tons. Um... So I don't really like super dark stuff necessarily, although like what you're drinking looks dark and looks great. I would definitely try it. But I definitely prefer um, like wheat ales or even Radler's sours, that kind of stuff. I really like I really like fruit flavoring kind of in my beer if I if I can help it. There's a really good lemon Radler at uh, Parallel 49, which is one of like the the big uh, super craft breweries here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Have you been to it before? I haven't, you... sadly, no. Last time Cryptopsy came through uh, Vancouver was a long time ago. And I wasn't to craft beer, but I wasn't as you know, well-versed in all yeah. the breweries. I just basically went to a bottle shop and picked some stuff up and brought it back into the bus is basically right. Was that on the Guar tour that it y'all did? might have very well been. Yeah. 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 At the Commodore. I was definitely there. <laughs> was super, super fun tour. That was the last night of that tour actually. Oh yeah. I bet. Yeah. yeah. No, that was, that, there's that like was a shawarma place next door. You got it. So <laughs> I don't think good. it's there anymore. No. But yeah. Oh. Dude, yeah. Granville Strip has been like just torn down basically since mm. uh, COVID. But mm-hmm. but yeah, beer. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> the Rattler is uh, definitely they have a lemon Rattler. It's one of my favorites. But they do tons of seasonals like grapefruit and and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we have so many here. Like Strange Fellows is good and yellow dog and granville granville brewery used to be like more craft and independent but i think they recently got bought out by um labat mm-hmm. or somebody so like that yeah so they've been a little bit commercialized but they still had like their their craft branch of granville and shout out to kevin ems who was there for a long time that helped me hook up uh the unleash the archers collab with cannery brewing he made the introduction there because uh, it wouldn't work with granville so <laughs> cheers oh to kevin. yeah yeah, Kevin, Kevin's a homie. Yeah, Absolutely awesome. awesome. Uh, let's talk about the soundtrack of your youth. Uh, when you're growing up in your parents' or guardian's house, what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Fantastic question. Um, and I love answering it because I love the music that my mom used to play. Um, I grew up on a ton of blues and a ton of like Gypsy Kings. I really loved the Gypsy Kings for a very long time. Um, but I think like the really big breakthrough like artist for me that got me into wanting to play music was Stevie Ray Vaughan. I listened to a lot of Stevie Ray Vaughan, Double Trouble, like all those blues records and like Johnny Winter and like all that kind of stuff too. Louis Armstrong, like just tons of stuff. Lots of classic rock as well, Pink Floyd and you know, all the all the classics, all the typicals. But yeah, that kind of just started my route to you know, listening to more different and eclectic music. I didn't like necessarily start with top 40 or anything like that, but um, I was also heavily influenced by, uh, I'm sure you're aware as well as a fellow Canadian, but uh, much music I watched as a kid, like crazy. Yeah. So I was on that a ton, just Mm -hmm. watching like anything and everything much loud, obviously with, with metal and stuff, but you know, video on demand and a bunch of crazy stuff. So absolutely yeah uh, i i'm curious uh guitar first stevie ray vaughn you, you you gravitated towards the guitar before vocals yes i'm actually a guitar player first when i went uh i i've played guitar my entire life and i when i went to music school i was a guitar major um but i learned so much about vocals while i was there just traditional singing and how to sing properly and you know not hurt my throat and in doing that, it kind of carried over to doing screaming vocals as well. Uh, so I kind of came out of college being, you know, still playing guitar and writing songs on guitar, but I became very, very enthralled with vocals. But I also went into music school being a guitar major and I left playing bass. Really? Because, yeah, because <laughs> everybody needs a bass player, man. Yes, like, they do. Yeah. I, I, went to, I went to school and I brought a bass to record. And somebody was like, oh, do you play bass? And I was like, I mean, kind of. And they're like, all right. And then I played bass for eight years. <laughs> and wow. I never stopped. Yeah, it was crazy. 
but I don't do that anymore. So that's you, you put the bass away. It's finished. I put it away. Yeah, <laughs> it was good work, but I just you know I didn't want to play like country music anymore. You know, no, no, and you're pretty goddamn busy right now, being a vocalist and a guitarist, and you know, <laughs> exactly. coming up with content all the time, funny content, but yet really well done at the same time. Thank uh, you. Talk to me about shows. Uh, do you remember the first show that you went to go see as a spectator? Yes. So. Mine isn't like super like I saw System of a Down. Um, I grew up in a very small town in uh, uh, British Columbia called Penticton. It's like right in the interior. Uh, it's about four hours away from I'm pretty Vancouver. sure that's exactly where Cannery Brewing is from. Yes, it is. That's that's exactly it for sure. Exactly yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my stomping grounds. Mm-hmm. So the first show I ever saw was Fallen Archaea in the Vineyard uh, Community Church. And I don't know if you know anything about Fallen Archaea, but it no. has, um, uh, they were like a progressive metalcore band from Victoria. And it had uh, Mike Stringer in it, who is the guitarist of Spiritbox. So I saw them. That was the first show I ever saw. And it made me, one, love metal. And then, two, made me want to play music. So, yeah, that would be it. And then, you know, like like I said, we didn't really get any shows in the Okanagan. So I only started seeing shows when I moved to Vancouver after college. So years later. Wow. Do you remember yeah. your first time on stage? Yeah, uh, it was when I used to collab with a country artist for a long time. So I think it was playing with her at some point somewhere in Penticton, uh, like a coffeehouse gig or something like that. Like I did a lot of acoustic gigs and stuff. So it probably would have been then. I didn't play like I didn't play a single metal show until I moved here. So <laughs> it's pretty wild. That? Working for a venue, you mentioned that. Uh, what what was the name of that venue? Um, what what do you miss about that? Oh, I'm going there today, which is no crazy because it's been a year and a half, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's called the Vogue Theater. It's um, literally right down the street from the Commodore where you okay. have played. It's right in that entertainment district. Um. The one thing I miss the most about working in a venue is the people that I worked with. I just like I got to meet so many cool people doing that job and like working on stage with these cool artists and like working with these really cool tours that would come through or like up and coming artists that eventually blow up after they play. Like it's just really dope. I I really loved that. And it kind of also forces you to listen to music you would never listen to on your own Mm -hmm. because you're it's just artists that come through. Right. So you either love it or you hate it, but I found some really cool bands just from working in a venue. And then I found some that I'll never like, and you know, it made me hate them, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's few and far between, but yeah, I love working in a venue. I'm, I'm excited to, to go back and get stuff going again. It's coming back. It's, it's, uh, the question's yeah. going to be, how, how are you going to do it all? How, how are you going to keep everything going? It's a good question that you have built and then still go back. I'm pretty good at workload. Like I, uh, I have like a really strict schedule. I like to follow that I create for myself so that I don't, you know, one burn myself out and two give everything that I'm involved in the proper attention that it deserves. Like I've always played in multiple bands, especially moving to Vancouver. I became like a yes man. If anybody needed me for something, I would be like, yeah, for sure. So like I, you know, played in four bands at one time and that was too much. I kind of was like, okay, this is enough. Like I need to cut it down to at least two. And then I did. And two is definitely manageable whilst also doing like production stuff for touring and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm going to make it work. 
I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> I have I have <laughs> at no this doubt, point, but uh, yeah, the, the finding the balance and learning that you do need time to just not even be doing something to allow the creative juices to flow. You know, take putting putting yourself like a day where you don't work is actually good for the system to create work. I have to do that. Like I at least I have I I need to have one or two days a week where I just chill and I don't think about music. Let my uh, creativeness, you know, build back up so I can just shoot it out again. You know, like doing covers and stuff doesn't necessarily involve too much like creativity because I'm just doing something else someone else wrote. But when it comes to like actually writing, I need to be able to recharge like big time. So but we're also getting into the 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 spoopy uh rainy fall season and that's like my favorite time to write music that's that's the, you're just trapped inside <laughs> exactly <laughs> which is what we were throughout the whole pandemic anyways yeah <laughs> add another year to it <laughs> fuck it <laughs> i, I want to talk a bit more about extreme vocals you mentioned that uh, it became something that you became passionate about you learned the the proper technique at music school um do you remember a moment when it clicked and a song that you're performing and it just worked yeah i mean because it doesn't work right away you know it's something you have to work at no yeah it doesn't work right away at all um and that's like when i get a lot of people asking me how i do vocals i'm sure Mm -hmm. you get the same thing and it's just like sometimes it's really hard to explain totally because i'm like what i do will not necessarily work for you like it, it doesn't just transfer over that way i have like found ways to make what I do work for myself. It's not going to work for everybody. Um, Yeah, I think when it really started clicking for me was a situation that kind of arose with our old band, uh, Galactic Pegasus. We were parting ways with our old vocalist, and the reason why we were doing that um, was because we really weren't clicking, and it was, like, not a fun environment for anybody. So we, you know... Yeah, exactly. You're you're in a you're basically a family. It's a business together. You want to all be able to work together. And it really wasn't working. And a lot of the members were very distraught and they weren't having fun anymore. So what we decided was like, we'll keep the core group of us, the four of us, which eventually became uh, Carcosa. And um, let's just, you know, be happy writing music together. And in that we didn't want to bring another person into the fold. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to give vocals a try. Like, I'm just going to try and do it more now. Like, I was doing it, like, doing covers and stuff, but I hadn't actually fully gone into, like, I'm going to write music for my band. And then when I did that, it kind of put me in, like, a pressure situation, and I ended up just, like, finding out things about myself that I didn't know I could do. Like, I started suiting my voice to the music that we wrote, and then it created just, like, crazy noises and stuff. So I would say that was probably the time when I was like, all right, I can do this now. Like, this is, I think I can make something out of this. And this is not that long ago, so so this is really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's F- uh, four years ago, maybe yeah, three. And you have yeah. Prolific vocalist, you know, with so many voices, clean singing, everything. It's you're, you're Thank the, you. The full package, and you play guitar. It's it's just, I'm very impressed. Um, Thanks. But it's very, very hard to, to teach someone else how to do it i agree uh david yeah uh extreme vocal institute is probably one of the best out there right now uh, of just making it seem so simple and breaking it down so that it is yeah. simple 100 has I he have. has he broken down your vocals before have you asked him to no like, i haven't actually no that, oh cool, you should actually. 
it's interesting just for other people who actually like know what they're doing to tell you what you're doing. You're mm. like, whoa, no way. It's super trippy. <laughs> I, I had him on the podcast, he said, but uh, we had a good chat. Mary Z is another great one out there that's uh, from Voice Hacks that Hell really yeah. breaks it down and, and makes it very clear and understandable for everyone. But for myself, I tried to give vocal lessons a few years ago, probably almost 10 years ago. And oh, yeah? I, I would do one lesson and I'd be like, you're good. Just, just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't teach. I'm not good at it, man. I'm really not. I wish I was because I could probably monetize it. But like I I don't uh, I'm not very good at telling people what to do. I can tell you how to like warm up safely. But when it when it comes to like the actual uh, technical aspect, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> copy people and see what happens. <laughs> Whatever works for you. Right. But find exactly. your own voice. That's important. Exactly. Find your own voice. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Uh, I want to talk about your social media presence. Uh, just running the socials for the podcast. I know that it's tiresome. It's time-consuming. Uh, it takes a lot of time, but now... You seem to have mastered it. I mentioned earlier, you know, you launched Instagram the beginning of 2020. Here we are less than two years later, 25,000 followers. TikTok has exploded. Forbes did a goddamn article about Carcosa calling you guys uh, the breakthrough TikTok band. It's, yeah, dude. You know, you got thousands of views on your covers. Just you're, you're having fun with your friend yeah. and killing it. You know, just so much fun with Andrew uh, doing, you know, the... <laughs> the breakdown call out videos. I can just picture you guys drinking beer, coming up with these ideas and then it works. So, so take yeah. me to, to the mindset of when you guys started this, was it, was it planned or did it just happen? And then once it did happen, uh, how did you keep it up or how do you keep it up? It's a good question. Um, I have to, I like first and foremost, I have to thank and shout out Andrew Baina, obviously YouTuber, guitarist of Carcosa, um, more than anybody, because um, really why I have a strong social media presence is because I learned a lot from him. And he's been doing the YouTube game for 10 plus years, right? And he he just was grinding and grinding away, trying to build up a following. And he did, and it's his full-time job. But while, you know, I got to know him, I learned, you know, some some tips and tricks. And, and you know, even just being associated with him and his videos also helped as well. It kind of put me on the map, for lack of a better term, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the TikTok stuff, we uh, – it was just, like, dumb luck almost. Like, yeah, we work hard and we, you know, make sure, like, we're set up. But at the same time, it's just, like – 
throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks, you know, like we were doing those breakdown call outs um, on YouTube almost a full year before we ever posted them on TikTok. Like we were doing okay. way longer forms, like quite long. And people on YouTube were like, yeah, this is this is funny, I guess. Like they didn't really care. Right. But TikTok is like the perfect format for that because you can do it in a short form. It's bite sized. It's it's insane. It's crazy. And like kids on TikTok love that shit. All they want is shock factor. Like that's all TikTok is, is like show me something crazy so that I can go. Whoa. And that's like basically what those call outs ended up becoming was like, what can we say? That's crazy. What, you know, topic is relatable for people. And like we've been working the demographic as well, too. So like in terms of, you know, social media and stuff like that, how we kind of stayed consistent on TikTok was we found out that our demographic on TikTok is like middle America, like 22 to 30 year old moms. And no way. they, yeah, that's a primarily, primarily that's what that app is, is like a lot of just like single moms or moms or whatever that just like are on TikTok consuming, consuming. So we tried to tailor like a lot of what we did to that demographic. So like we did dad jokes so that they would tag their husbands or send it to their husbands and be like, ha, 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 you know, or, you know, really corny mom slangs like live, laugh, love, you know, that kind of stuff. Like to me, that stuff is super cringy. And Andrew and I both understand this. Like this isn't like we think it's cool. We understand that it's cringy, but it works. Right. We're playing to our market. And uh, yeah, that's kind of basically how we created the whole consistency for TikTok. Um for my Instagram, I try and come across or not even come across. I try and be as genuine as possible with people. Like I know like there's a lot of social media platform or like are people who kind of just like present a version of themselves that isn't a what they are That's at true. all. Like if you meet them in person, it's just like somebody else. I want like any fans of Carcosa or whatever I do when they meet me, what is on the Internet also translates to what I'm like in real life. So I think there are people that appreciate that. And I really try hard to do that. I try really hard to reply to every message that I get and, or unless they're fucking crazy, then I completely <laughs> ignore them or just like kids sending me, you know, audio clips of them screaming of in course. their car. Of you course. must get those too. I can't be the only one. Like it's just like, <laughs> I, check get, I, my get, I get a lot of beer stuff is what I get, but okay, well that's good. <laughs> but yeah, I just get audio clips of guys going ah, and asking me if they're good. But if like people message me and they ask me like, what am I doing wrong? Like, can you help me become a better vocalist? No problem. That's totally fine. It's just like unsolicited screams that I don't really like. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's long answer. I it's, guess. It, no, it's perfect. Uh, it's your version of a dick pic, which is <laughs> <laughs> it's a hundred percent right. A hundred percent. I'm always interested in, you know, I, I have it easy with my content with the podcast. I'm going to have more conversations. I'm booked for, I know I'm, I'm not worried about releasing future content for you guys. It must be almost stressful to come up with new ideas. Where, do, where does that come from? How do you deal with that stress of keeping yeah. it going now? Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the, especially, you know, the tough thing with TikTok is YouTube. You can kind of stick to a thing for longer because people like longer formatted stuff on YouTube. But with TikTok, you know, we understand that our shelf life for what we're doing is pretty short. Like it will eventually 
you know, die out and people won't care. And that's fine, but we're going to ride that train till it's over, right? So when Andrew and I get together to do those TikToks, it's it's like, okay, so we're going to do one that we know will work. We'll do the pickup lines because people really like the pickup lines. And then we'll try and toss in a new one. Like we'll record like, you know, eight or something and we'll do these new ones and Just we'll see, see what if, sticks. Yeah. Like we did um, the uh, we did company slogans recently yeah, because yeah. people were like, you should do company slogans. And we're like, yeah, you know, it's a good idea. <laughs> and we did. And one of them worked really well. One of them didn't. So we're like, OK, maybe we will do that again, but we won't make it like a focal point. And uh, yeah, we were doing like positive affirmation ones, too. And we're like, OK, so people really like these because they like being told that they're great. And they're shareable, so and they're relatable. So hell yeah, let's do that. Uh, but I know Andrew stresses about it a lot because um, you know he had a lot of really good video ideas that worked for him for a long time, and then they phase out, and he has to try and find something new, you know. And for him or both of us now, but it's our livelihoods, right? So we really have to like basically stick on top of trends, like what is working for a long time. Bana and I were doing, um, you know. Uh, pop goes metal covers like we were doing them like crazy basically ran that mill as dry as it could possibly go um and yeah now i don't know just stuff changes so frequently i don't know we've been covering like video game music because like the crazy thing with video game music is there's no copyright claim on any of it because it's for use oh, really so you can that yeah so you can make like you know straight up revenue off of that stuff which andrew has been doing quite a bit which is smart so yeah, I don't know. You just kind of find stuff that works. It's it's kind of hard. You got to keep your nose to what's popping and, you know, as soon as something like really popular starts happening, like if it's a trend on TikTok or whatever, Andrew and I are pretty quick to be like, "Okay, we have to do this right away." Just to be the first ones, you know? Like the the the, the hot chicken wing thing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Even that has been done before, but we're yeah, like, of oh, course, yeah. Let's just try it out. Let's just do it for fun. Also, massive mistake. Don't do it. Pain. Pain. Unless so much pain. With, with Heartbeat hot sauce, and it's delicious. And Heartbeat is amazing. I love it. Love them to death. Uh, shout out to Al. Um, let's talk about the Cars Costa. You know, dropped Anthology August 19th uh, via Blood Blast distribution. Um, Angel Maker <laughs> dropped on September 15th. Also uh, via Blood Bath. Uh, my whole mindset here is cryptopsy was independent uh from 2012 until just recently uh i'm curious as to why you guys both your projects basically have decided to just get distribution deals and not be on a label right we we've definitely had offers from some awesome labels um but the big thing for us is we really want to retain our masters Mm-hmm. We really want to keep the rights to our masters unless it's like an amazing deal from somebody where, you know, if the right deal comes along, we might say yes. But for now, the distribution process works very well for both independent projects. Like before I joined Angel Maker, they were like the ideal DIY independent band. Mm-hmm. Like they were doing everything right. They are incredibly successful with their music and they were like, well, we don't really need representation. We don't need that. So let's kind of just keep doing what we're doing for as long as we can. And eventually, you know, it gets to a point where you need some help. And really like what what Bryce and the whole team over at Blood Blast really help us with is, you know, uh, Spotify, you know, DSPs, direct Spotify playlisting. Absolutely. That's the it's the biggest thing for bands right now if you really want to get on kids radars like getting on those deathcore playlists or 
a really big playlist for Carcosa has been the workout playlist. I guess yep. people just like to pump it up and listen to, you know, heavy music and it's been helping us out greatly, but yeah, they really help with that. And the fact that we get to do that, we still retain all of our merchandising. We still retain our masters. Like, dude, it, it benefits everybody. It benefits the distribution label and it benefits us. So, you know, unless something really good comes along, I think we're just going to stick to doing it this way because we still have so much control with also having some backing as well. It's the same for both projects, Angel Maker and uh, Carcosa. It's, it's really smart. And I had a chat with... Uh Chris Wiseman, uh, Shadow mm. of Intent, also another band that's doing everything independently. So I won't, it's this new wave of, of very talented bands that kids love and mm-hmm. people love, not just kids, I'm sorry, that people yeah. love and listen to. <laughs> yeah. Chris <laughs> and, is a very smart man. Absolutely. And doing everything for yourself and keeping your masters it's 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 very smart it's it's mm-hmm. kudos to you guys just keep keep Thank going you. and yeah. uh, if it ever gets too much then you know you can always reach out to work with someone that can help you outside yeah. of the team you can just hire people just like yeah. you guys jumped on with beacon management group which chris is a part of exactly and shout Dude, out to uh, bradley uh, zorg dragger too of course who's a part of that big shout out to brad brad has been our kind of like our saving grace the past little bit here he really helped us with the anthology release like big time like he brad is crazy because he comes up with these crazy social media ideas (laughs) that we would never think of even like with andrew and i you know we do this all the time but he'll come up with stuff and we'll be like dude we didn't even that wasn't even on our radar Mm -hmm. and that's what's been really beneficial with brad and he's also just like a very good dude in general You know, like when like somebody like that is doing well, you want to work with them. But like we were, you know, a little bit like on the fence about having like a manager type. And, uh, you know, because like I said, we like to retain control, but it's very nice having somebody who isn't like involved in the band, like creatively that can just focus on everything else. It's it's awesome, man. I, I love Brad. He's he's the best. I'm glad that uh, we're on that management label with him. He's he's the best representation that we've definitely ever had. So thanks. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> yeah, he rules. I love him. Uh, very yeah. happy that he actually hooked this up for us. So cheers, did. To, thanks, cheers to Brad. It's cheers, a beer. Brad. He doesn't drink, though, but that's okay. <laughs> cheers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am curious about something that has come, uh, and I'm wondering if it's just the new age of, of bands, uh, independent bands from the content creator that you are, uh, the cross collaborations that go on. Uh, I saw videos with you and Nick Nocturnal, uh, with Andrew, uh, and then here on, uh, your new releases, you guys got Ricky from Muff Sulphur. Uh, you got, uh, Kyle Anderson, Vox and Ops alumni, two time Vox and Ops alumni of brand of sacrifice. Um, uh, talk to me about cross collaborating, the importance of that in this new age of digital music. Yeah. Well, I just think it's one, we want to have our friends on our music because first and foremost, that's what's exciting to me, especially somebody like like Ricky Hoover, who me growing up as a MySpace era deathcore kid, that's like my wet dream. I'm so excited, <laughs> man. Like I get to have this guy who I listen to mm-hmm. on my music. It's so exciting. And Ricky is such a good dude, too. So I was so happy to have him on. And that's like a part of it, too, getting your heroes on your music. But you know, the second half is also, okay, so 
you know, there's a lot of crossover between our two bands. There's a lot of crossover between Carcosa and Of Sulfur. So hopefully people who like Of Sulfur who haven't heard of Carcosa will be like, oh, Ricky featured on this song. Let's check it out. Same thing with, um, uh, you know, Kyle from Brand. It's the same thing where we have a huge crossover there. Hopefully it helps. Right. And uh, yeah, that's kind of just where our mentality was for that. And it was also like those songs that they featured on were songs that we released a year ago. And we basically did full reduxes, like fully remix them. And then so cool. I had in mind, like, who do I want on these songs? And that's who we chose to make them exciting so that people weren't just listening to the same songs again that were released a year ago. It's just like, oh, cool. Now it has Jake from Reflections on there. Or like I got my girlfriend Charlie to do vocals on the uh, last song, like some beautiful clean singing and Chad from Frontier. It's just like fun stuff like that. You know, I, it's exciting. And with the YouTube stuff, it's the same prospect. It's like we're really good friends with Nick Nocturnal and we genuinely want to help each other out. You know, like Nick wants to help us grow and we want to help Nick grow at the same time. Like we will like insider secret trick thing is like for Carcosa, we'll be like, okay, we'll whitelist your channel for the Carcosa video so that you can actually make revenue off it instead of it getting claimed. So that's kind of like the perk. Like if you end up doing a reaction to our stuff, you get this, we get that. So it's like a mutual beneficial thing. We all work together to glow up together. You know, it's no like ego, no competition, which is amazing. That's pure new school attitude versus back yeah. in the day it was like someone's copying me i fucking hate that guy uh, how i'm gonna i'm gonna destroy him now it's just nah. pure let's build this tower together to the top yeah why not though right mm -hmm. like why not be excited for your friends and people who are alongside you in the same subgenre like even like if a band doesn't release something that you like, but it's popular, you should be super pumped because there's a massive trickle down effect for yeah, everybody. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like if you like Lorna Shore or you don't, whatever, them being popular and like that song blowing up helps everybody else out immensely. Mm -hmm. So some kid I don't know. Might that might be the first exposure to extreme vocals. Exactly. A hundred percent. That you know, the rabbit hole. Exactly. exactly. Is that even five finger death punch? Nope. Everyone hates them. You know, a lot of people hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I, I, I listen I to them heard, as a kid. Too, I haven't though. heard many of their songs, honestly, but a lot yeah. of people hate on them. But if, you know, if, if they start listening to that and the trickle down effect is that they end up becoming an extreme metal fan. Yeah. Cool. I'm happy that band exists. It's what happened to me. I started with <laughs> bands like that, even Five Finger Death Punch and like Kill Switch Engage. Mm -hmm. And then I went on to bands like yours and I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about if you could pick like a dream tour to, to put your band in front of the perfect crowd for you to explode. What would be that tour? Let's say like a four band package, you guys being on that. Being package. one of the four. Exactly. Um, I'm a diehard uh, Acacia Strain fan. I love Vincent Bennett. He's one of my biggest influences and just Acacia Strain in general. So they're my number one, first and foremost. Um, a lot of people say that we sound like Chelsea Grin. Um, so I would love to tour with them because I think there's a crossover audience there as well. So definitely them. And then one like just for me, probably uh, Reflections, because I've been obsessed with that band for a really long time. But everybody else in Carcosa would probably say Humanity's Last Breath, because they're one of our number one influences, for sure. That new record's so good. 
Oh yeah, it's super dope. <laughs> really just good. like uh, the pre- <laughs> it's like right now, in my personal opinion, it's the definition of like what heavy is, and so many people want to sound like them now. And we're going to get tons of copy bands and I'm all for it. Like, let's go. I want to hear everybody sound like them for a little bit (laughs) until I get over it. (laughs) Uh, Back to beer. If you could make a beer for yourself, Mm -hmm. a Johnny beer that that you could, you know, sell and be a part of. Uh, I love collabs. I like to create collabs. I Mm -hmm. dropped probably 30 of them this year. Um, What would be the beer? What style? And what would you call it? Oh, um, I definitely want to do a wheat ale like I was talking. Like my favorite beer in general is Cronenberg Blanc, uh, 1664. Always been my favorite and it probably will be for a very long time. So if I can make something like that, like kind of like an orange citrus wheat ale, that would definitely be it. Um, I don't know. Uh, the name has to be clever. That's the hard thing is like we like Carcosa did a hot sauce when we first, you know, came out and it's just called Vanta black sauce and we made it as black as possible. We used like blueberry and charcoal. Um, but we really wanted to do Carcosa sauce, like a barbecue sauce. Cause like, <laughs> Hey, you know, play on words. Right. So if I can find a way to do that with my name, I would, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about it more. Something exciting, I guess. Johnny Chardulo. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll come up with something. We'll we'll figure it out. My real name <laughs> is Giovanni as well. I don't know if okay. like anybody would know me as that, but like that's like a fun another way to like create something, I guess. But I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I typically wrap up with asking people how they've been filling the void of performing, but mm. you've been goddamn busy. So so <laughs> I don't know if you had any time. I'm very lucky. I get you know I get these interviews that has been filling yeah. my void it's yeah. a long time since i stepped on a stage with cryptopsy i miss yeah. that feeling of interacting with a with a crowd the little goosebumps right before stepping on stage that that's what mm-hmm. i miss the most mm-hmm. uh, but i get that fulfilled by doing these conversations having these conversations for sure so, so how, how have you been filling the void of performing um well yeah like we've been talking about it's obviously been like content creation and all that kind of stuff um But, you know, I do tons of other stuff to, you know, like I said, clear my mind and do other things. And like I'm a you know, I play a lot of video games and all that kind of stuff. I'm also a massive sports guy. I'm a diehard Montreal Canadiens fan. I'm a huge hockey guy. I was going to bring it up. Yeah. So like (laughs) I've been and like recently because because of COVID and what's been happening for the NHL, hockey has just been happening constantly. So like when that first bubble happened, there was like I would wake up at nine and there was a playoff game and I'm like, here we go. Like, let's just watch hockey all day. (laughs) So like that kept me going. So watching and playing hockey is basically another thing that kept me going for quite a long time. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's wrap this up. One last question. Probably doesn't happen to you very often because you're very, Mm -hmm. very busy. But every once in a while, it happens to everybody. What is your hangover cure? Oh, Lots of water. I uh, like when I'm drinking beer, I usually always have water in between every single one. So over my life, I really haven't had issues with being hungover because of that. And uh, I stay away from like really hard stuff because like hard stuff will make me hungover. So I usually always just drink beer. Um, if I'm camping, I'll have like uh, beer and Clamato. Like that's like <laughs> the hangover cures is that or like a Caesar, like literally combating the hangover with another alcoholic drink. Um, but yeah, coffee, really. 
just wake up and drink coffee and then also mix that in with water so I'm not extra dehydrated because, you know, coffee does that to you. But, yeah, that's about it. I'm lucky, man. I don't really get that hungover. I'm very lucky. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, thank you so, so much for taking the time, having a chat with me, talking about your life, music, and craft beer. Uh, I had a blast. Uh, the sky is the limit with where you're at. Uh, I'm excited to watch your career just keep taking off. Um, I'll be there when you come through Montreal. Come say hi to me if I'm ever in Vancouver and you're in town because we're going to have a good time. Johnny, thank you so much. Cheers. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, did I ever have a blast connecting with Johnny. Uh, I'm just so god darn impressed with this guy. I absolutely love his work ethic. I love his content. Uh, on top of that, he's a sick musician. What is there not to like? I love it just so, so much. Since we recorded this episode, he's now up to 27,000 followers on Instagram. And uh, I'm just god darn impressed. Uh, massive shout outs and massive cheers to Johnny for taking the time to hang out with me. I'm very excited to see what you come up with next, my friend. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I dropped throughout that past week, if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, as well as any pertinent information for any new projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public, you will see the album reviews that my album review crew have dropped that week as well as the brand new albums that have been added to the brutal awakenings playlist which is curated by my man jerry monk the metal architect himself and is available on both apple music and spotify now there's just so much going on in the world of the vox and hops metal podcast i would hate for you to miss a single thing so please sign up to the mailing list the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a glorious rest of the week. I will be back next week with one episode on Tuesday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. It is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>